Recovery is stupendous. Achievable. Hope. Freedom. 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 Empowering. It's unique to everyone. It's a journey, not a destination. Getting a new lease on life. Finding restoration after you fall down. Recovery is having the freedom to enjoy life. For me, it was finding a way to really love myself. My recovery is possible in part because of my own sense of purpose. Welcome to Controversial Conversations. The podcasts in this series are a dramatization of debates concerning subjects that may be controversial. The views expressed are not necessarily those of Montana's Peer Network or the staff or board of Montana's Peer Network. We hope to provide both sides of the controversy and to model ways that others can respectfully disagree and discuss difficult topics. Hi, my name is Brett Morris. I'm the Peer Services Coordinator here at Montana's Peer Network. Thank you for coming today. I am support of the legalization, legalizing recreational marijuana here in Montana. I believe it's a very positive move for our economy, for um, crime, and for um, recreational use. I'm Andy Daniel, and I will be representing the opposed viewpoint. So this past year, Montana has been a very aggressive year in moving a law initiative forward. Initiative I-190 did pass in November. It legalized recreational Montana for adults over use of 21. Montana is one of eight states this last election year to move forward with either recreational, medical, or both use of marijuana. 11 states in the nation already have it legalized. And they've been great benefits of the, the funding. These funding are used in the states for other services, again, conservation, their infrastructure, addictive and mental disorder services. Those are just a few of the reasons why I believe the legalizing of marijuana is a great thing. And I think while those are interesting points and, and obviously there is some validity to those, there's just more harm that comes from legalizing recreational marijuana than the benefits that, we, that states see from increased taxes. You know, but just look at the um, jobs. You know, for example, right now in America, there's 250,000 jobs, full-time jobs in the cannabis, whether it's um, the growing, the processing, manufacturing, you know, the packaging, and then the retail. That's times for the coal industry in America. Disagree with those type of jobs that'll offer us. I agree that increased jobs are absolutely a positive. It's potentially increasing the black market from state to state because it's more widely available. So in Montana alone, 20% of the gross income from the marijuana will be put back into our general fund. You know, and like I said earlier, Montana will benefit conservative or conservation, the Veteran Administration, the Addictive Mental Disorder funding. You know, it'll be a great thing for us. We don't, however, know how much impact the legalization is going to have on those institutions. So if the legalization of recreational marijuana increases the need for treatment services, 
then you're not really coming out ahead as far as the money is concerned, unless you're making up so much more of that. We might need to have more facilities or more staff at facilities because at, at this point, it's not like there are lots of empty beds for like inpatient treatment. We're not oversaturated with treatment providers for uh, substance use. Well, you know, part of my feeling in being really strongly for this is that, and this goes back to the prohibiting prohibition of alcohol in the 30s during the depression and stuff. You know, America was against it. There was people making uh, illegal alcohol, making money, you know, and the, the depression came in. So the money was needed and some states legalized it slowly. And similar to this, the marijuana, the alcohol moved from different states, legalized in counties to then national, and it became one. And what I'm getting at too is when an item is being prohibited, some of the use, us as people will be resilient or being retaliating, we'll use it just as because we can, because we can, we can break the law and feel like we're, you know, doing our own thing. So, you know, I feel that once it become legalized, we won't need those additional beds. There might be a few different situations, but it won't be a taboo anymore. It'll be accepted. Conversation talk will be open, you know, so someone needing treatment will be okay to disclose. The stigma won't be as big as it, it is now. You know, it's a crime. It'll be legal. I think the uh, treatment will be where it's at now or less even. So there has been evidence to show that even though most states require that someone be 21 in order to buy or possess recreational marijuana, that having it legalized actually increases the number of teens who use it, just like, you know, tobacco, even though the age for tobacco is 21 or the age for alcohol is 21, the availability of those legal substances make it easier for teens to acquire it and use it, even though it's not technically legal for them to do that. I think you're right. They will use it. But I don't think the abuse will be as bad. You know, those under those getting it that are 18, 19, you know, 20, they're not quite 21 yet. As like alcohol, they will be, it's, it's not permitted. They'll be feel like they're doing something to get away with something. So they might be using it occasionally over the amount. Um, but I believe that the use will be, you know, they might be trying it, but it will still be less just for the fact that it's legal now. It's out in the open. It's not a, it's not a taboo. You know, that's my belief. My concern is that the more substances that teens are using, the higher chance that their brains will be altered significantly. I mean, studies show that brains are not fully developed uh, until well into your 20s. And so any sort of substance that's introduced can alter that perception. And there actually is a link between use of marijuana and uh, onset of uh, psychosis and, you know, things like schizophrenia. Well, I think that with, um, as we move forward in this, 
and more and more states have legalized it, we understand the impact, then we can, we will, not we can, we will address the prevention and the uh, education. You know, and part of this, the more revenue in the states and our nation will add to the funding for more education prevention. You know, and again, this compares, you know, the legalization of alcohol nationally I believe since this fall in depression in the thirties, this will have the same impact. It'll become less. There are alcoholics now and there will be people abusing, you know, whether it's driving an influence or different behaviors happen, but I believe it's a, it'll work out to be a benefit overall. You know, for example, you know, during the, our, the pandemic right now, the loss of jobs, loss of income to some of the states, well, all of our states, excuse me, Colorado and Oregon during some of the months of the pandemic have done over $80 million, over $80 million in Oregon, and I believe over a hundred and some million in Colorado just during the pandemic. You know, I think one state they were considered as essential operating, they're able to stay open during the close down some of the states dealing with the coronavirus. But some of these states, you know, have done okay to maintain their fiscal stability during this pandemic due to the legalization of recreational marijuana in their states. It's interesting that you mentioned DUIs and uh, Colorado's actually reported that the impairment when somebody is intoxicated with marijuana, that their impairment is worse than that of alcohol. And while marijuana intoxication, of course, would fall under the DUI laws, the laws aren't keeping up with where the state is in that. So what I mean is that there's a lot of information about drinking and driving and how that impairment works and what to look for, you know, what law enforcement can look for in regard to that. And there doesn't seem to be as much information available or study about how marijuana intoxication differs and how you would spot that or how you would test uh, for that, like the field sobriety tests for alcohol. Okay, but you brought the, you're comparing two different things here. Being affected by intoxicated with alcohol is different from the impacts on driving of being influenced by the um, THC and marijuana. Okay, look how many years there's been that the alcohol that was made illegally and illegal now over just over 100 years, you know, legally here in America. And then the marijuana has been used for many years also, but now slowly has become illegal in some states and hopefully will become nationally legalized. We'll have the funding and the research for, to know the impacts, to know for the officers, the police officers to test, to understand the impact on the driving, the quantity of it, you know, the types like alcohol, you know, there's your wine, your beer, your hard alcohol, different, different levels of alcohol that um, different kinds of marijuana have different impacts on people. 
you know, the way it's raised differently now or, or the hybrid. You have a great point, Andy, but I really believe now that as time goes on, we'll have the research and development for understanding the impact. And then we'll move through, move forward with the training and the prevention in our states to not have it overused, have it used in a healthy way and as a recreational drug. There are several public health organizations that are that have come out against legalizing marijuana, including the American Medical Association and the American Society of Addiction Medicine, groups of adolescent psychiatry, those kinds of things. And that because there's been a lot of anecdotal information out that says that marijuana is benign and there there aren't a lot of side effects and it's not addictive and those kinds of things. Those theories have been around for a really long time and there hasn't been enough research really to show that. The indications since some of the states have legalized are that there are some addictive properties to marijuana and that not only is there then you know we're back to the increases in in treatment there also have been some deaths associated with marijuana which proponents have often said there are no deaths and while there are no documented overdose deaths with marijuana like there are for instance with heroin or or alcohol uh, the impairment of uh, cognitive function or the psychosis that can happen um, has influenced some suicides, some, whether intentional or not. There, there's an example of a young man who shot himself while under the influence and another one of a young person who leapt from a balcony that was probably related to a psychotic episode that was triggered by marijuana. So even though there doesn't appear to be an actual, you know, overdose toxicity related to it, although of course we don't know that for sure because there's not enough research, there are behavioral things that uh, lead to death or disability that are that can be directly related to those. You know, you have some great points. <clears throat> I'm going to challenge him with, do we know these people's, the two instances you provided, do we know their background, their mental health background? Just like alcohol, there's reasons why they're self-medicating with the, the substance, you know, or different triggers. You know, there will be those, there will be the few, there will be the percentage that are faced with the abusing of it or misusing of it. But overall, the funding, the revenue, the, the less crime, you know, it will far, far be a better thing for our nation. You know, in our state now, legalized just recently, it'll go into effect January 1st. And then, you know, eventually in the nation, it'll be a great thing. You know, even the crime, you know, 
once it becomes legalized nationally, it'll take out the incentive from state to state with or without legalization to cross borders, to illegally manufacture and transport and sell. You know, the, the understanding will be across the board. Those countries joining us, the feeling they can have a, do a black market will be stopped more because it'll be, our whole nation will be legalized. We'll have more things in, in the place for safe use. It'll be monitored through the nation for the, the growing, the manufacturing, the retail, all levels will be monitored. I, you know, I just, I believe it's a great thing. You do make some really good points about the national legalization and we could possibly get on board with that. I think what we're finding right now though is that because of the restrictions there hasn't been enough research and it it makes sense to put some regulations and laws in place before that just gets opened up to you know whatever anybody wants to do with that there's some evidence right now that says that some organized crime has increased around the legalization state by state there's more availability you know let's say in colorado you can buy recreational marijuana and then you could you know go to another state and sell it and it's easier to access when there's more around and so um you know that's that's a different thing than having to go to another country and get it and bring it back and sell it. I, I just don't think there's been enough research or, you know, thinking through the laws around how that works. And sort of related to that is that the United Nations, we, we've signed some treaties with the UN around drug use and, and legalization. And while they don't specifically indicate marijuana directly, there may be some uh, international repercussions because of the legalization. You keep referring to some of the research. And so how do we have the time for research development, you know, and understanding if it's not legalized and still, still illegal, and there's still not uniform guidance on Raising it as a plant, manufacturing and and packaging to retail. You know, it's hard to do that research when we were dealing with apples and oranges of the types of different strains of marijuana, different kinds, you know. So wouldn't it be easier to do the research and development or some of the um, measurements if it's legalized? So my view on that is that there, there are different levels of what would be legalization. And right now, because of the federal laws involving marijuana, you also can't do any clinical research on them, you know, in controlled areas. And so I would support changing the status of marijuana to a different schedule nationally so that it's it is something that can be researched and 
once we have some more real evidence uh, one way or the other, then we could look at the possibility of legalization and, and you know, how to sort of roll that out slowly or, you know, in a, in a more thoughtful manner. But because of the restrictions right now, labs are not able to do that. Uh, and so we end up with, you know, the, we end up with a lot of uh, anecdotal stuff that's not randomized control trials, that kind of thing. So I would support a move federally to change the schedule to be, you know, closer to some of the other drugs um, that can be studied. I like your thoughts on that. You know, even if I go back to Montana, I just believe now with the states that already have it legalized, there's been um, research in those states and, and um, they have, they've obtained the data and the knowledge to know the impact. I think Montana can, will learn from those. Montana will put in place good measurements over the next year and a half and guidelines. The 20% taxes it will charge will feed our economy. Um, we will have better services. For example, the conservation, the veteran administration, um, addictive mental disorder division, different services, you know, and look at the jobs that'll, in Montana alone, it's going to increase the number of jobs, decrease unemployment, you know, beyond the taxes, that brings the revenue to our communities from people buying. You know, if you have a job and you buy a car, Richard, for your house, you take your wife out to dinner, you know, all that's revenue back in the, back in the economy, all that will be greatly impacted by the legalization of recreational marijuana. Thank you, Brent. You make some really, really good points. And I would just like to sum up with, you know, we don't know what the repercussions are. There isn't enough regulation figured out already to make sure that it's safe. And there is some evidence that it does increase some crime. I want to thank you for listening this afternoon to Andy and myself. Montana Networks thanks you. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works, recovery is possible. Recovery is possible. <laughs> recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery is possible.